Hey guys, before we get into today's episode, I wanted to chat with you about one of my favorite rave and festival accessory companies, GlowFX. GlowFX is the number one global leader in dimensional eyewear and has sold millions of pairs of rave glasses to EDM enthusiasts around the world. In addition to diffraction and kaleidoscope glasses, GlowFX offers a wide range of LED products and rave gear, including light show gloves, orbits, fiber optic props, and glow poi. GlowFX continues to pioneer and innovate new products that lead its industry. They've been one of my go-to companies for the past few years, and I'm excited to be working with them as an ambassador. So if you guys want to shop at GlowFX, click the link in the description and use code EMMAK for 10% off your orders. Pick up something nice for you or your Fam, you will not be disappointed. And again, click the link in the description and use code Emma K for 10% off. Happy shopping. Hey guys, in today's episode, I'm going to be sharing your craziest festival stories. These are the things we may have witnessed or been a part of, but one thing is for sure, we'll never forget these memories. So without further ado, let's get into it. Hey guys, welcome back to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I am your host, Emma Capotis. Thank you all so much for tuning in this week. Happy Wednesday. I hope everybody is doing good. You're feeling healthy. You're having a great week so far. I'm super pumped for today's episode, so thank you guys again for listening. This is my first solo episode in quite a while, you guys. I have been on an interview kick and plan to keep that going, so I hope you guys just, you know, enjoy this time with me right now. We'll bring these episodes back for sure because I love sharing your stories, but I'm having a lot of fun having guests on here and meeting new people in this community and introducing them to you. So I hope you guys don't mind and I hope you've been enjoying all the episodes so far. Definitely stay tuned, subscribe, follow all of the things because we have some incredible guests coming up in the next few weeks and I've got a couple surprise announcements tucked up my sleeve. So stick around for the end of today's episode and maybe I'll spill some tea. Um, But before we get into things, you guys, I would absolutely love it if you could give us a follow at Rave Culture Cast and at Emma Capotis on Instagram and Twitter. And if you guys prefer to watch the episodes, you can check us out on YouTube under my name, Emma Capotis. There's a whole Rave Culture Cast playlist over there if you guys want to watch the interviews and all that fun stuff. Lastly, if you could rate and review on iTunes, I see you guys writing comments. Thank you all so much for doing that. If you have time, throw a couple stars. Any little bit helps. Uh, Send a link to a friend or, you know, somebody in your rave fam. Do you know somebody who needs a new podcast to listen to? Send them a link today. You know what I'm saying? I also really, really appreciate you guys screenshotting this and making it your Instagram stories. Again, tag at RaveCultureCast. Really appreciate the love and support. It's been amazing seeing you guys sharing it and enjoying the episodes. So appreciate all of the love. And lastly, let me ask you guys something. Are you ready? Do you want to connect with other ravers and EDM fans? Are you looking maybe for a rave fam or other people to chat to about some of your favorite topics and hobbies? Have you joined our Facebook group yet? Because if you guys haven't, what are you waiting for? Come join the conversation. Join the Rave Culture Cast community group. I will have a link down below in the description. It's incredible. We have over 300 ravers in there at this point, which is amazing. 
Uh, I'm posting in there all day long. Everybody's starting different threads and we're chatting about, you know, all things related to EDM news and festivals and what's going on, buying tickets to things. So if you guys want to meet new people, it's definitely the place for that. So come join our family. We would absolutely love to have you all. All right, so let me get into our listener of the week. For those of you who don't know, at the top of every episode, I like to highlight one of our listeners and it is completely based upon your nominations. So if you guys have somebody you want me to shout out that has made an impact in your life or an impact to this community, please feel free to email me raveculturecast at gmail.com with your nominations. I am running low, so definitely send me some emails. So this one today comes from Shirley Delgado. Shout out, Shirley. She says, hey, Emma, I would like to nominate my good friend Alberto Hernandez as the listener of the week. I actually have never met him in person, but the friendship we have online is great, and I cannot wait until we meet in person. It all started with my autistic vlog where he spotted his group's totem and he commented on the video. Funny thing is I kept looking at his totem at Audiotistic because I really loved it and I wanted to go compliment it, but it was too packed of a crowd. It was a mala mask with a Mexican flag. Anyways, we started following each other on all socials and he is the funniest guy ever. We even FaceTimed during the mala live stream a few weeks ago. He is one of my biggest supporters with my new rave sticker sales and I appreciate him a lot. As a content creator yourself, I am sure you know how great it feels when someone comments and supports your content. And that's what he does with everything. Thank you for all of your support at Sancho Berto. We will all rage together soon. And that is from Shirley Delgado. I love that. That warmed my heart so much. Guys, Shirley is wonderful. She has her own YouTube channel. um, And we've met like online as well, which is crazy. And she's a fantastic raver. So definitely go check out her channel. But huge shout out to her supporter, um, Alberto Hernandez. You are our listener of the week. Keep being amazing. Keep being awesome. And, you know, you found a great person to support. Couldn't love her anymore. So, yeah, thank you both for writing in and being our listener of the week. And again, you guys, feel free to send in any emails to raveculturecast at gmail.com to have a shout out just like this. All right, we're jumping right into the episode, you guys, because I don't have an interview today. This feels weird. I haven't done a solo cast in like a hot minute, so my voice is definitely not going to last that long, but we'll give it our best shot. So just to give you guys an overview of how today's episode is going to go, I am going to share some of my craziest festival stories with you here at the beginning, and then I posted in the Facebook group and got some comments over there, so I'm going to read all the Facebook comments, and then I have a few emails to end things off. And then lastly, if you guys are new here, at the end of every episode, I do an EDM news segment, and then I give my song of the week recommendations. And like I said today, I do have a special announcement, so stick around till the end. Okay, let me just jump right into things. I was really trying to like dig into my memories because it's been a minute. We've all had, haven't had shows in quite a minute. And I texted my rave fam and I was like, guys, like what would you think of? Like what comes to mind for your craziest festival memories? And I have to be honest, I'm sorry if this sounds lame, but we're a little tame. We don't really have anything like super crazy. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I've definitely witnessed something. So I'm going to share that. And please excuse me if anything slips my mind. I maybe we'll do a part two of this similar to how we have multiple parts to the embarrassing stories. 
So that's definitely a possibility. Um, okay, so the number one thing that came to mind, I have a couple here. These are in no order. These are from random festivals in different years. I'll try and remember where they took place. But one that happened last year, I believe it was night three of EDC Las Vegas. Yeah, because it was during Chris Lake set and he was at Cosmic Meadow. So it was probably earlier in the night. I want to say it was like 9, 9.30 and... It was early enough that we were against the rail, which was amazing because hello, it's Chris Lake. Like, absolutely love that man. His set was fire. That's besides the point. So we're up against the railing and we look to our right and we see a pretty inebriated young man and he's like kind of like pushing himself up against the railing, but he's by himself. And we very quickly realized that he was peeing on the railing and completely oblivious to everything because right on the other side of the railing is all the security guards and the production team and things like that who are you know making sure everybody's okay so we just watched this whole thing go down and they obviously like pushed him back and like looked at him and he like takes off into the crowd and they hop the fence and they run after him and I'm pretty sure they caught up with him and he was kicked out but yeah that That's on the tamer side, but I would say that's like a pretty typical thing you could expect to see because obviously a lot of people are maybe not in the best headspace, um, you know, so that can be something that can definitely happen at a festival. The next one that comes to mind for me was at EDC 2015. So this was my first major EDM festival, festival, my first EDC, and we were at Circuit Grounds, which was one of my favorite circuit grounds designs of all time it was the one that was like um kind of indoors like I had a roof over it I can't think of the name it was like a mega structure essentially so cool love that design um so I was with my best friends Vicky Tara and Diane and we had met our friend Brady that year he was from Salt Lake City and so we were all getting to know each other it might have been it was the second night it was Saturday So it was late at night, like this was after midnight and we're (laughs) like we're in this stage and Vicky didn't feel good. So I believe her and Diane went and sat uh, against the railing like on the side and me, Tara and Brady went over to check on them just to see how they were doing. And when we walked over there, we just like look to the right and like sitting down right next to her. I can't remember if it was a guy or a girl. I'm pretty sure it was a guy. He was just sitting there with like a plastic bag full of mushrooms, just like shoveling them into his mouth. And I know that probably doesn't sound crazy to a lot of you guys, but as a young raver, like that was my first EDM festival. Like obviously now I've seen everything, you know what I mean? Like nothing even fucking phases me anymore. But at the time I was like, oh my God, what the fuck is going on? This guy's just shoveling mushrooms in his mouth. And it was just a really funny sight. And I feel like it just kind of accurately describe some of the shit you'll see at festivals so that was a pretty funny moment and that night ended up just being crazy I haven't talked about that too much but I felt so bad like Vicky like really did not feel good and her and Diana ended up leaving by themselves which again when you're young ravers and you keep we had the idea like never split up we always are going to be together like this is such a big festival it was so scary now I know it and I would have no problem with that but you know, it was a very big deal that we were splitting up. So the two of them went back to the hotel and then me, Tara and Brady stayed and it ended up being one of the best nights of my life. Like I saw Hardwell, I saw Armin Van Buren, like such a good night. But I'll always forget that memory of that kid just sitting there shoveling mushrooms in his mouth. (laughs) Great, great memories. Um, Okay, some other memories. 
you guys, I feel like some of you are going to be like, that's not that crazy, but I'll never forget two of the incidents that happened at EDC Las Vegas. One was when Excision like literally broke circuit grounds because uh, his bass was so fucking loud that it literally like broke circuit grounds, like it shorted everything and the power went out. Um, so that was pretty crazy to witness, but like not surprising at all that it was during an Excision set. Like I would expect nothing less from him. So that was definitely a fun one. Uh, okay, so another one was I wasn't there to witness it happening, but we went by it afterwards. Um, some of you might know that Base Pod caught on fire at EDC one year. This is the stage design that I was obsessed with. They had it for three years. It looked like these big alien X's. It was supposed to look like an alien spaceship kind of thing, but they shot fire out of the top of it and it was so hot at that stage and one of them caught fire one night so they ended up having to shut down base pod for like part of the night and we went by it and the whole thing was like burned down the side of it so that was one of the crazier EDC moments because I remember that was just like must have been a nightmare for that production team to deal with but like shit caught fire it was pretty lit uh any other memories that I have um I had to say Getting lost twice, again, maybe not crazy as in like not suitable for work crazy, but living the experience, different story. <laughs> like for sure the most memorable moments. And I've talked about these a, a few times before, but for anybody who's new here, I got lost uh, at the first EDC, EDC 2015 with my little Tara. We, uh, well not we, I decided I needed to use the bathroom during Tiesto set, which was at main stage and like idiots we split up from our friends and thought that would be a good idea and that we would find them in the crowd of like 15,000 people or however many are at main stage um yeah it was not easy we got completely and utterly lost and it was like a complete nightmare (laughs) but we ended up getting back to them at some point it was one of those uh one of those moments of like it just everything came together like Vicky went up on Brady's shoulders and like shot into the sky and it was like we were in the right time right place at the right time and I happened to see them uh second time I got lost was EDC 2016 and that was a similar situation we were at circuit grounds I think it was during above and beyond set I want to say same thing I used to have an issue guys like I literally had to go to the bathroom between like every single set and my rave fam used to want to fucking kill me because I was always like guys I have to go to the bathroom but you have to understand at the time at EDC it was like 100 degrees at night so I was drinking water like so much water like I was going through like two full hydration packs through of water but anyway so uh of course they didn't let me go alone thankfully I was with my friend Marcus and we were not in the right state of mind and we picked a meetup spot I completely fucked that up and like must have not realized it lesson learned guys do not separate when you go to the porta potties like it's a hot ass mess and it's really confusing when it's dark and everything looks the same so I ended up like getting lost for what felt like an eternity It might have only been like 10 minutes, but it felt like I was lost for an hour and I truly had a panic attack um, because I was just standing there by this bush that I thought I was supposed to meet him at and like your phone didn't work. And so my thoughts were like, do I try and go back into the crowd at circuit grounds, which would get me more lost or do I literally just stand here until someone finds me? And thank the Lord God, Marcus found me and came running over to me. He was like, where the fuck were you? Uh, so that was a complete and utter nightmare. One of my craziest moments, that is for sure. 
lesson learned guys this is why I this is why I like to do this and why I like to create content and why I started my YouTube channel because I made mistakes and I wanted to make videos to help people not make those mistakes <laughs> so lesson learned when I go to a porta potty now with friends we go into the same porta potty one after another or go right next to each other we never split up anymore um and usually another pro tip sorry this is not what this episode is about but another pro tip if you have to split up from your group Tell them to go stand by another group that has a totem or a flag and tell those people not to move. Then you can easily find your group in the crowd based on the totem that you're standing next to. So pro tip. Okay, I really don't have too many more crazy moments. Um, One of them was Electric Zoo. God, I think it might have been 2017 because I went 2016, 2017, 2019. So I think it was 2017 again. I walked over the wrong bridge. <laughs> if some of you know Izu, obviously it takes place like in Manhattan in New York and you can get to it from walking over a bridge and there's multiple bridges onto the island and one of the nights like instead of taking um, a shuttle we had gotten a ride share there and we didn't realize that they do like a blackout so like you can't get a ride share home you have to take a ferry or walk across the bridge and get picked up there or something else so we walked a bridge and no one knew which bridge was which and then somebody told us okay if you want to go back to Manhattan take this bridge we walk over the whole thing and again mind you not in the best state of mind or body like at that point we were so exhausted it was like one o'clock in the morning we walk across this bridge for what felt like forever and we get to the other side of it and we're in I think we were in fucking Queens Queens opposite end across the water from Manhattan we were literally like oh my god and we had to get to New Jersey so that was definitely one of the um crazier moments and then I had to pee in an alleyway (laughs) I I just have no filter anymore you guys like I truly hope you just enjoy me for me because I just don't care anymore and I'm just gonna share all the stories so um that was definitely one of the crazier nights uh and then we had to Uber home from Queens and again lesson learned know where you're going and have a plan for your transportation after a festival and don't be like Emma. Okay, um, other memories. Um, Brady brought up the shuttle chaos that was EDC 2017. So I don't know how this, I don't know if it necessarily falls under like craziest memories, but I have, I have to talk about it because honestly, it was probably the biggest shit show I've ever experienced with EDC other than like the, um, Uber's home last year were pretty bad but I think if you mention it to anyone who took shuttles at EDC 2017 they know exactly what you're talking about it was just like the biggest mess they've ever had um and I've heard they've corrected it I have never taken shuttles since I probably would in the future I actually do really recommend them it, I had done them for three years in a row um but 2017 in particular was really bad going there and coming home and I'll never forget how horrible and like how crazy it was going home because we ended up leaving like pretty late like at the end of the festival and it was just an utter shit show and like crowds give me anxiety like that because there was no organization like it was a free-for-all people were jumping over the rails like getting in fights um and the cops couldn't see into the middle of the crowd which is where people were going like completely rogue and like 
nothing boils my blood more than people who like cut you in line like I just think it's so rude everybody is standing and waiting in the same line and I just remember the headspace I was in like I wanted to just crawl up in a ball and cry because it's 5 30 in the morning you're completely and utterly exhausted you have nothing left and it's just complete and utter chaos like it was just so insane it literally ruined shuttles for us for the next few years so that was whoops that was um completely crazy and I think going there the problem well one of the buses like they didn't have air conditioning I remember and one of them got lost or there was something with like the street light was out and they got stuck in the spot but needless to say complete and utter mess EDC 2017 Shadow Lions, one of the craziest experiences I've ever dealt with leaving a festival. It was nuts. And lastly, it's crazy to me that this still happened. It's not crazy like, oh, it's shocking. But I have to include the, the time I met Seven Lions because honestly, I still can't believe that that happened. <laughs> like definitely one of the craziest moments ever. And this was at Imagine Music Festival this past year. I was with Vibe With Aid and Taylor Bruno and we literally had just finished watching him completely murder main stage. It's still one of my favorite sets I've ever seen of all time. Like, he was amazing. It was so good. And so we go back over to the Disco Inferno stage, and it was like a Dirty Bird takeover, and this was Sunday night. Like, we're getting ready to end the night, and we're enjoying Claude Von Stroke, I believe it was. And we're just dancing, and I think it was Aid. She looks at me, and she goes, oh my god, I think that's Emma seven lions wife like I think Emma's like watching the show like standing you know a few feet away from us and in my head I'm like Emma wouldn't just be here alone and I look and fucking Jeff seven lions is standing literally right next to her and I like grabbed Aiden I was like oh my god like having an outer body experience I was like Aiden oh my god that's fucking seven lions I was like we have to go over and say hi which I'm not that I'm shy but like I know I've met like some of my favorite artists in the past and I've had like a freak out moment like in high school and college I met all time low and I like was shaking uncontrollably so I don't know what came over me maybe it was like the I was having some beatboxes that night maybe it was the liquid courage but I was like this is our only opportunity to ever meet him we have to go over and say hi so we did and they were all so nice I like blacked out I don't even know what I said um, but Emma, his wife, is the sweetest thing in the entire world. We met um, Jem and Tori was there as well and nicest people ever. And then I spoke to him briefly and gave him a hug and I was like, oh, my, what the fuck? <laughs> so that's still definitely the craziest moment of like meeting. He's my favorite artist. So like the fact that that happened was unreal. Um, and you could tell they kind of like wanted to be incognito. He had like his hat on and his hair in a bun. And then they like left shortly after that. But those are all of my craziest stories, guys. I probably have way more, so I apologize if I can't think of any, but we could definitely have a part two to this. But I really just want to get into all of your stories now. So I'm going to go through your Facebook comments and then I will go to the emails as well. But first off, I'm going to take a super quick break. Hey guys, I just wanted to remind you about my Glow Effects offer. If you guys need any new rave and festival accessories, flow toys, glasses, anything, they're extremely high quality. I have so many different items in my collection. You can shop through the link below and use code Emma K to save 10% off your orders. Thanks, guys. 
All right, so let's get right into the Facebook comments. And again, there will be a link down below in the description box if you guys uh, want to join the family and then you can participate and I can read your comments out. Um, okay, so let's just go through these. I haven't really pre-screened anything, so hopefully this is good. Okay, this is from Cass. It says, oh my God, my first year at Electric Forest in 2018, my friends and I went to see Desert Dwellers in the Hangar. It's basically this indoor part of the forest that has a stage decorated with crazy lights, lasers, palm trees, etc. Super cool. So D- Desert Dwellers is playing and our group decides to leave. So we go to find our two friends at the front of the stage and we see them dancing with this older guy who's completely naked. He's just dancing around without a care in the world, feeling the music, and our friends were just vibing with him, ignoring the fact that he's butt-ass naked. (laughs) We still talk about that night. Wow, that's amazing. This is what I'm saying. I know Vibe with Aid had a story similar to that with uh, some nudity at uh, Electric Forest, I believe it was. Uh, This one's from Cammy. It says, at the res set at EDC Las Vegas last year, uh, I saw a girl was hooking up with yes sex another girl in front of everyone i get the feeling the vibe i get feeling the vibe but wow there's a video out there somewhere on the internet i was in total shock yeah i think i would be as well scarred for life probably with multiple things um oh this was a good one this is from emilio it says edc new york 2013 i found this on the floor and it's basically like an art not an artist pass but it's basically like a pass to get you through security It says, I walked up to security, flashed it, and they let me go backstage. I watched Porter Robinson set from backstage and spent almost two hours there just being a fly on the wall until I got bored. So then I went back into the crowd. (laughs) That is so fucking awesome. I love how you just like, see, you're the perfect person. You're just a fan. Like you just wanted to go enjoy your time and not cause any trouble. Watch some sets and then just like go, go back on with your, your merry way into the rest of the night. I think that's awesome. All right, this one's from Chris Elliott. It says, EDC Las Vegas last year, day three, during Bonnie and Clyde's set, I'm mostly a sober raver. And this one girl said to me that she lost her phone while she's on drugs. I can already tell because the way that she looked real close to me or in front of me or whatever it was, I was looking around to help her find her phone and I couldn't find it. Advice, please keep the phone inside the backpack and (laughs) I might get a lunchbox soon. Thanks, Emma. And this was my second festival, so I was getting used to that. That was my craziest story. Okay, this next one is from Danielle. It says, this one's scary, a good example of why you should always be aware of your where your rave group is. One of the guys in my groups for Lost Lands 2018 made a RuneScape totem, and on one side it said, buying girlfriend I don't know much about the game but apparently it's part of it and if you know then lol (laughs) anyways during one of the sets an older guy came up to us and started talking to our friend we were a little ways in front so I couldn't make out exactly what the guy had said to my friend but when they turned around to check on them my friend's face went pale and then he quickly tried to walk away I asked later what was what that was all about and he turns out the guy said to my friend I know where you can buy some girlfriends indicating that he was part of some sort of sex trafficking ring apparently it's really common around the area that lost lands is held that festival as a whole will forever go down to some of the craziest shit i've ever experienced good and bad wow i actually don't know what i would do in that scenario like that is fucking terrifying i probably would have like gotten somebody to like report them or told the cops about him but woof that's scary um, okay, this one's from Tanya. Oh, this is a longer one. It says, a few years ago at Lights All Night, we were walking through and saw a dude yakking his guts up in a trash can. Being the rave parents we are, we stopped and gave him napkins and antibacterial wipes, fanned him off, and made sure he was okay. 
Then we shook our heads and we walked away because it wasn't even 9 p.m. Several hours later, we were getting down in a decently crowded area, sweating, dancing, having the best time, and a girl starts puking in a nearby trash can. I dance my way over with my batter with my battery fan and ask if she's okay blowing on the back of her neck while still dancing again give her napkins antibacterial wipes and when she gets better i handed her the fan her boyfriend was super nice they both were they kept thanking us we told him it's just what you do we were leaving for the next set and she tried to give the fan back but i told her just to keep it and remember plur gave them candy pass on the good vibes when you can i now keep a stash of those fans to give out when needed a bit after that, we wanted something sweet and saw one of the vendors had made ice makes ice cream in front of you. It looked like a dad and two kids in a booth, maybe junior high age. We ordered a Sunday to share and the kids started doing the show of making it and then the dad starts violently throwing up into a trash can in the back of the booth. The kids look mortified. We just stood there like, do we still eat this? What the fuck? <laughs> what do we do? We already paid for it. Do we ask for a refund? We are so not those people. You could see one of the kids peek over their shoulder to see, but then look back at us and smile, still making our Sundays. Like, everything was great. We felt so bad for those kids. We took the ice cream and thanked them, and they decided, since they both had gloves on, it wasn't near the area the dad was in. Screw it. It was an expensive ice cream and looked amazing. We ate it and were fine. <laughs> I would have eaten it, too. Then we high-fived for achieving the yak trifecta that night. Oh, and she posted photos of them and the questionable ice cream that's amazing yeah what was something about you guys like people just felt comfortable puking around you i don't know what that was about (laughs) um okay this one's from bika it says 2017 or 2018 izu the last day at one point there were seven undercover cops trying to deck this drug dealer at the festival he had a backpack full of all kinds of stuff and he tried to run and allegedly allegedly one of the cops broke his leg so he couldn't run anymore wow I feel like it'd be really interesting maybe not interesting maybe terrifying to witness like a drug bust at a festival because you've I've seen tons of videos of them like undercover cops like grabbing somebody in the crowd and like throwing them on the ground like I cannot even imagine what that's like but this one's from Jess it says the craziest thing I did was in 2017 I picked up a work trip that had a 19 hour layover in Nashville Tennessee I rented a car, drove to Manchester, got a vendor wristband from my friend, and attended Bonnaroo for the night. Returned to work for the flight back. I'm a flight attendant, and that's probably one of the craziest things I've done festival-wise. Snaps to you, Jess. That's amazing. I appreciate the hustle and the dedication to the festival life. Alrighty, this is the last one from Facebook. This is from Kel Marie. It says, okay, so I was getting ready to shower. It was early, like 7 a.m., and it was hot as shit at Electric Forest. So instead of going to bed with my friends, I was like, let's beat the shower line. So I'm in my tent getting my shower stuff when some random girl barges in, looks at me, and goes and stands in the corner of my tent. Hi, can I help you? She says, I pee in here. (laughs) I'm dumbfounded. She's deaf fucked up. So I say, wait, what? And she, she goes again, I need to pee. Can I pee in here? And I literally go, um, no, this is my tent and there are bathrooms down the road. Or if you really need to, you can go outside. So then she goes outside in the middle of all the tents, like not in a discreet area and just pisses in plain sight. <laughs> then she comes back into my tent and takes my flip flops. So I run after this bitch like I'm like, yo, girl, those are mine. No, thank you. I'll take them and looks at me in the eye 
gets bullshit and snaps. I was just trying to put them in the hallway for you. While she was sleepwalking, I guess, her boyfriend found her shortly after, laughed my ass off. Oh my god. This is why I love doing these episodes. <laughs> I would die if she said, I was just trying to put these in the hallway for you. It's like, you know they're not of like right in the head. Like obviously something's going on or they're tired or whatever, but that is hysterical. If she peed on your stuff, I would have been livid. That is amazing. Um, you guys really brought it on Facebook. Thank you, everyone who commented. I am going to switch over now to emails and then we'll wrap up the episode. All right, let's get right into this. So it says, hey, Emma, I wanted to share one of the craziest nights my rave fam had. This story takes place at Imagine 2019. If you remember me from the embarrassing rave stories, I was the one who butt dialed my boss twice. Oh, I remember. (laughs) Okay, so it's day one and me and my friends are getting ready. As you know, girls take a while to get ready for raves. So one of my guy friends was pre-gaming. Let's just say he was already drunk by the time we got into the venue. And as soon as we get in, he buys us all shots, which no one wanted to take. So he ends up taking five shots right off the bat. Wow. Y'all, you guys should have taken some of those. (laughs) He says, after that, after that, we all went to the bathroom and we came out. We couldn't find our drunk friend. We start looking for him and shortly find him after. He's on the floor crying. No, not crying. Wailing, like sobbing into his hands. And we had no idea what had happened. We try to get him under control, but we can't. Not soon after, undercover cops are surrounding us. They asked us if what he took and we told him he's just been drinking and they didn't believe us so they took him to the medic tent and that was the last we saw of him until we get back to the hotel but wait there's more so now it's imagine day three we all wanted to go pretty hard since it's the last day somehow all five of us get separated early on in the night we all had taken some party favors so we were all in our own little world I luckily find three of my friends, but we couldn't find our last friend for the life of us. We try calling, texting, but you know how it is. Luckily, we set up a meeting spot the first day, so if anything like this happened, we could find each other. At the end of the night, we finally find our lost friend. She was looking like a hot mess. Her hair was messed up. Her unicorn onesie was half tied around her waist. She didn't have her family pack. She has no shoes on and is missing a fucking sock. So we ask her why she took her shoes off. And she said it was preventing her from dancing. We luckily found both shoes, but the fanny pack with her phone was long gone. The festival was definitely one I will never forget. God, I miss these memories. I hope this isn't too painful for anyone to relive, but I think it's just so much fun reliving these memories. And we will be back one day soon to do all of these things all over again. Okay, next up we have, this is from Courtney. It says, hey, Emma, I'm about to share a crazy festival story and not holding back. Yes, bring it. I know in the Zoom call you said to be honest, so here goes. <laughs> at Mystery Land 2016, I took some party favors at the show and had the best time. However, when I got back to our campsite, I quickly realized I had to pee and went alone. Big mistake. Oh, we've already talked about this. <laughs> As I am walking to the porta potties, I get crazy visuals that a group of tents is a glowing red hole descending into the ground. So I walk around the hole, but it keeps getting bigger and brighter, and I'm walking and running further and further away. Finally, I'm on the outskirts of the campsite. Nobody's around, and I don't know what to do. So I pee in the woods, and I start to walk back in the general direction of where I think my tent is. Keep in mind, this is a really large festival. Luckily, ground control spotted me, took me, t- 
told me I look lost and offered me a ride back to camp. Bless them. To this day, I am not sure how they figured out where my tent was because I was not coherent at the time, but I rolled up on a golf cart to camp with all my friends laughing and clapping. Wow, what an entrance. Thank you to whoever was working ground control at Mystery Lands 2016. You really saved me that day and I will always be grateful for you. Wow, and that's from Courtney. Honestly, guys... I can't say enough amazing things about ground control like they genuinely save people's lives um, who otherwise like would end up in danger or something else so yes 100% shout out to ground control okay this next one is from Jesse it says hey Emma I went to my first rave in 2014 at a warehouse in Chicago truly a recipe for a great night except it wasn't I didn't really know what to expect. I didn't listen to much EDM at the time, but I decided to tag along with some friends. Once we arrived, one of the girls who I didn't know decided to trip on acid for the first time. Who? I feel like everybody knows where this is about to go. <laughs> so everything was fine for maybe the first 30 minutes, but then things took a turn when she started to peak. She quickly fell into a very bad trip and began to freak out. Long story short, she thought everyone around her was against her, including us. For some reason, she was saying this random guy in front of her was her guardian angel and she would literally not let go of his arm. Luckily, this guy was nice enough to understand what was happening and was there by himself, so he decided to spend the time with her alongside us trying to calm her down. Well, she didn't calm down much and the next hour she was screaming, crying, and throwing herself on the ground. It was a huge struggle and we were the center of attention. I think it took us for like an hour to get her in the car. There was also a quinceanera and a soccer game going on in the warehouse at the same time. She and her guardian angel ended up dating after that for a while. I will definitely never forget that oddball of a night. Wow. Didn't see that little twist at the end. Did not see the dating situation happening, but I'm sure crazier things have happened. I've never tripped on acid or done anything like that, so I like cannot relate but that just sounds like a bad time. I could be wrong. I, I'm sure like people who love doing like hallucinogenics and things like that would say like there's so many positives that come out of it. But these situations are what scare me out of it because it's like you just ruined your whole night. You ruined everybody else's whole night. You affected this other guy. It's like there, there's just so many scenarios that that could definitely go wrong. <laughs> but OK, anyway, we're almost done. Okay, this next one, I'm not sure if it's Jade or Jaid, so I'm sorry if I pronounce that wrong, but it says, hey, Emma, it's Jade here. Longtime listener and first voice memo, memo title holder. Here's my crazy rave story. The night was Escape Psycho Circus, night two at the Nas Events Center. I had gone that night with some friends who decided to go last minute, so we went into the night sort of unprepared. The initial plan was we had one friend who was going to purchase a pill from a dealer and we were supposed to meet him at a VIP entrance at one of the stages. I had my stuff ready to go and so did my other friend. Our fourth friend, luckily, was sober that night. The people with stuff take their stuff before we walk into the gates and then we're on our mission, we go. At the, this point, 45 minutes pass while we're waiting for this dealer outside the VIP entrance and the things we consumed earlier by my friend, we were hitting hard. The guy shows up and him and my friend step to the side to make their exchange and while waiting we see this man and woman about to enter VIP when they get stopped by a cop. The man obviously under the influence falls to the floor in panic when he sees the cop and starts to get arrested for possession of drugs. Naturally as a person also under the influence watching this go down I also start to panic. My friends and I who are rolling break down crying feeling terrible for this guy and our sober friend had to console us to calm down. 
Sadness quickly turned to panic again when we realized we were in the worst case scenario watching an arrest while committing a crime. Our friend finished his purchase and we ran out of there as fast as humanly possible and went on with our night pretending we didn't see that. Hope you love this blunt story. Thank you, Emma. (laughs) I think, honestly, like a lot of people have probably been in similar scenarios. Um, That is definitely for sure. But I'm glad you guys ended up being okay. All right. And here is the last email. I'm very excited. Okay. It says, hey, Emma, my first time emailing you, but I've been listening to the podcast from the beginning. That's so awesome. And watch all of your videos on YouTube. Lately, I've been living through you and re-watching all of your EDC Las Vegas vlogs since the pandemic. That's awesome. My name is Brianna, but everybody calls me BB or Beebs for short. You can call me that too. Me and my husband, at the time fiance, went to Coachella 2018. That is our local festival and me and him have gone a couple times since 2013. Uh, By this year, we feel like we pretty much have it handled and my little sister and her BFF came with us. It was their first times. So it's Friday night, night one of Coachella, and we go see Dioro. We're in the middle of the crowd and me and my man decide to eat some acid that was on a gummy bear. This, This was the first time I had ever done it. Right after my sister and her friend tell us they're going to buy a locker for her big backpack. We look at each other and realize we aren't going to see them again for at least most of the night. About an hour in, we're feeling it hard, and me and him just go on our own wavelength. We walk by SZA playing, and I hear, and I swear it was what I would imagine walking in like a warm forest. It was great. We just had fun walking around and exploring all of the colorful tower, and I was messing with him. So later in the night, I'm trying to find my sister who was doing shrooms. This is amazing. I can only get a hold of her friend. So we decide to meet them by the Ferris wheel and her friends comes out with my sister. She then tells me that they somehow lost her in a crowd. I try to compose myself, explain the situation to my man, and he says, is it just these drugs? I'm assuming there's a problem or do we have a problem? We got to figure out how to sober the fuck up and find her sister. Good luck with that. So as I'm calling her some dude who could tell I was trying not to panic goes, are you rolling balls? Because I'm rolling face and just walks away like what the fuck. After 15 minutes of calling, we get through and my sister is fine and we meets up with us. I was so happy. First rule, make a meetup spot. At the end of the night, we were trying to get back to the shuttles. One of the guys working there let us and about 50 people sneak behind the porta potties. <laughs> Talk about shitty. We get home. We were all fine and satisfied with how much fun we had had. I will say I will not do that again when I got to worry about my little sister, but she showed me she's responsible and I can't big sister her all the time. I'll make sure to send you some pics, but it was a lot of fun. God, some of these conversations are or stories are giving me anxiety. Is anyone else having like secondhand anxiety right now? <laughs> I'm like, uh, I miss all these memories so much. But at the same time, I'm like, there's some that you just you're happy that you lived through and you made it out the other side alive. But huge, huge thank you to everybody who sent in stories this week. You guys are all amazing. Thank you for being honest and open with your experiences. Um, I love doing these episodes that are based completely off of your emails. So if you guys like the solo episodes, definitely let me know. Um, you can always DM me or email me raveculturecast at gmail.com with any feedback. And again, the Facebook group uh, is a great place to leave any feedback. So I am going to take a super quick break here, you guys, and then we will wrap up the episode. 
All right, you guys, I am back with our EDM news segment. I just have a few short things to go over with you guys, and then I'm going to jump into our songs of the week recommendations. So the first thing I wanted to mention that I saw, um, which honestly might end up being a trend. I'm like pretty curious to see how this goes, but Burning Man is actually asking for donations from fans or people who have attended the event in the past or who, who are super passionate who want to support Burning Man as a company um, to help its return in 2021 because obviously the event was not able to happen this year. Um, so this article from Your EDM reads, the annual gathering in Black Rock City is unable to happen in 2020 due to the coronavirus pandemic and looking forward, the organization will have to make some major sacrifices to ensure a comeback in 2021. That is why Burning Man is asking its community to help out with donations. So in an official statement from Burning Man's website, it explains, Sadly, we will not be gathering in the Black Rock Desert in 2020, though this will result in an unprecedented revenue shortfall for Burning Man Project, we remain optimistic. We are committed to maintaining the critical infrastructure we'll need after cuts to expenses and staffing to produce Black Rock City 2021. And continuing our vital off-playa work in the year ahead, we can't do this without your help. Burning Man is asking you to consider donating $475, the price of a ticket, to support the organization through this hardship. We are depending on the extraordinary generosity of our community to ensure the future of Burning Man. Please give what you can. Share this appeal with your network. Your gift of any size will make a difference. Supporters have the option of a one-time or reoccurring donation. So honestly, I know like that might be very jarring to hear a $475 donation, but it's not similar. It is similar to a lot of these festivals who are keeping your money. So if you guys are rolling over your tickets, you're essentially giving them that money to get them through the next few months to be able to keep their companies alive until next year when they can get back in action. So it's similar with this. I mean, I've never done Burning Man, but I completely understand how dedicated the community is. Like it's it's a lifestyle. It's an event. It's a city that they build. There's literally nothing else like it in the world. And so if you've been going for the past few years or like grew up doing this festival I don't see anything wrong with donating Um, I'm honestly considering it because it's something I would want to attend in the future and I just would hate to see us lose these extraordinary experiences and festivals to the COVID pandemic because the industry just can't survive it so if you care about events like this if you care about music and culture and art and you want to donate anything it can be any amount um definitely go to their website and consider doing that I think supporting arts and culture is a huge thing so just wanted to do my part in sharing that uh the next story I wanted to chat about which I'm sure a lot of you have seen because this photo has been all over social media like in every single Facebook group I'm in um so in the UK they had their first socially distanced concert which kind of gives you a glimpse into what events might look like. And basically in the picture, you've got this really big stage in this field and you have people um, situated six feet apart in both directions and they have a little square platform with railings all around it. And to me, the most people I see is like four people maybe and they have like little chairs, folding chairs set up and everyone's social distance in this little open field in their little platform. So I'm kind of curious. I posted it in the Facebook group, what you guys all think about it. Um, I mean, I'm here for it. I still want to do a drive-in 
rave. Like if everything's safe and you can, you know, getting in and out is still handled in a safe way. Um, if it's an outdoor gathering and you can wear a mask or whatever, why not go enjoy a show? I think these are situations that may never happen again in our lifetime. So it's kind of cool that you get to say like you went to that socially distanced concert in 2020 and experienced it. So I think it's interesting. Again, if places want to get innovative and keep this community alive and can do things safely, then I'm here for it. Um, And I think it's really interesting. So definitely go check out that photo. And lastly, I had to do this story and do a major shout out to my man's Oliver Heldens. I thought this was really cool. So he was actually named the biggest selling dance artist of the last 12 months. Uh, and that was from Beat Stats. Uh, this article is reraveview.com. So it says Beat Stats, the measuring tool of popular dance site Beatport, which a lot of you may know, has named Oliver Heldens as the biggest selling dance artist of the past 12 months, which is fucking massive. When you guys think about it, like I, Oliver's one of my favorite artists. Him and Seven Lions are my top two. I've loved him for years. He is such a talented artist and producer. He's so incredible live at such a young age. Like some of the tracks he's came out with, he has his own record label. Like he's honestly, people sleep on him and don't realize how incredible of a producer he is. So I was not surprised to see this, but he's finally getting the credit that he deserves. Um, so it says, the stats measure measuring service takes into account all purchases and downloads from the Beatport site and calculates which artists have performed best over a year-long period, with Heldens topping the chart since August 2019, beating off some stiff competition from the likes of David Guetta, Medusa, Morton, and Gorgon City. This announcement came as no big surprise to fans of the Hell Deep Maestro, who amazed audiences at Creamfields 2019 with a set that included his then forthcoming banger Turn Me On, Dr. Love, and his own remix of the Sash classic Ecuador. Since last August, Oliver Heldens has also dropped tracks like Details and Rave Machine. He did a remix of Katy Perry's Daisies, which is awesome. He's got so many fire tracks, honestly, you guys. Um, and then he also utilized his High Low alias, which is my fave, on tracks like Zeus and performed stunning lockdown sets at the season opening of the Formula One season in Amsterdam Canal Party and his iconic orchestral performance in the legis- in the legendary Royal Concert Gabao. I probably butchered that. Yeah, he's been killing it with the live stream sets is essentially what they, they've been saying. He's been doing some pretty amazing things. Um, I also want to say for the record too, I know I've shared this in the past, but his ultra sets from the past two years have millions of views on YouTube and were some of the most liked um sets from Ultra so he's like absolutely been killing it these past few years so I just wanted to shout him out that makes me so excited for him and I can't wait to see where he goes in his career Uh, I'm a massive fan and seriously guys if you haven't really given him a chance if you eventually when you can see him live 10 out of 10 recommend seeing one of his sets All right, my beautiful people. So the last thing I have for you are my songs of the week recommendations. And I had somebody bring this up to me. So I'm definitely going to start doing this um, in the Facebook group. And I can also try and leave them in the description of the episodes as well. But I'm going to start listing the recommendations in case you guys um, aren't sure of the name or the spelling or anything like that. So sorry about that. I will start doing that moving forward. 
Okay, so the new releases that I'm loving. So there's one that I really like that if you guys are a trance fan or you're into side trance, definitely check this out. It's from the artist Coming Soon and Cardiac. Um, Cardiac is a Canadian artist um, from Ontario and it's an incredible song called Here We Are. And Coming Soon, the artist is spelled Coming Soon and then there's like a bunch of ex- exclamation points after their name and Cardiac is K. H-A-R-D-I-A-C. My voice just got super raspy. I think it's coming up on an hour here, guys. I'm getting tired. <laughs> but yeah, here we are. Coming soon, Cardiac. That one's really, really great. Psytrance track. Um, I got to shout out the new Lane 8 and Yato song. Oh my God. <laughs> it is so lovely. Such a lovely, deep house, vibey track. I love Yato. I love Lane 8. The combination of the two of them chef's kiss i knew that one was going to be great and it's called buggy and yato is spelled y-o-t-t-o and lane eight is spelled lane and the number eight so check out their song buggy it just um got launched this friday so big fan of that one lane eight's just killing it with the singles guys i we have had no shortage of lane eight songs i'm loving all the new releases he's been doing every single one of them is amazing to me and then my throwback song of the week guys had to mention this uh I I really got into Hardwell again lately. I started listening to his United We Are album, which came out in 2015, which was one of like the biggest albums at the time. I was, I loved Hardwell. I saw him at EDC Las Vegas. um, And that album was like when I was like super falling in love with EDM, as a lot of you guys probably were. So the song Eclipse and Sally in particular, they're bangers. They are fire. That whole album is fire. Uh, that was like peak Hardwell. So definitely go listen to his United We Are album for a little throwback Thursday moment. All right. And before I let you go here, I, you know, said I was going to tease something and have a little announcement. So I actually brought this up on my YouTube live last week, which you never want to miss the YouTube live, guys. I will always you know give you little teasers and things like that so thank you to anybody who joined uh the video is still up on my youtube channel and uh the facebook group already is aware of this announcement but i am so excited to share with you guys that a rave culture cast merch line is coming very very soon i do not have the exact date of the launch but the merch is created the designs are done and i have one in my hands right now that i'm gonna show the camera (laughs) but no like Seriously, I I feel like I haven't taken a moment to like sit back and like think about how far this podcast has come. So it's kind of been hitting me lately. But merch is like something I've always wanted to do. And I just like never saw myself getting into it. And I just never knew when the time would be right or what I would do and what I would offer. And these past few months, I've, you know, mentioned it a few times and I've gotten your feedback. And I talked to a, a few of you on the family Zoom call we had. And I've posted on Instagram a whole bunch of times asking for what items you would want to see in a merch collection and things like that. So I have been like quietly working on this the last few months and it's finally almost here. So I'm, I have everything ordered. I just need to shoot everything and do a whole fun video, but merch is coming. It's a small line to start out with, but it's everything you guys have asked for. So I'm just going to tell everything like t-shirts, hoodies, long sleeves, hats, beanies, stickers, tank tops, like so you're going to have everything you need to set yourself up with the Rave Culture Cast collection to get you started and then we'll see how it goes and I don't know, maybe there will be more stuff down the line but I'm going to hold it up really quickly here next to me so you guys can see it's a beautiful, crisp, 
logo. I love our logo. I redid it this year in January and I'm so, so happy with it. Um, so you guys can see everything is black in the collection right now. Um, there might be other colors and stuff like that in the future. But for now, I wanted the really crisp black with our bright, um, you know, sort of like mint aqua-y color logo on it. And I tried to pick materials that were really comfy. So I was, you know, sampling different materials and trying to find a platform. And it's coming and I'm so excited. <laughs> so I really, I this is the first time I'm announcing it and telling you. And I just wanted you to know that that's coming. Um, and I can't wait. And just stay tuned. Again, follow us at Rave Culture Cast and at Emma Capotis to stay tuned for updates. Um, the Facebook group is always going to get announcements first. You guys, like for being a part of that family, will have these announcements before other people. So again, please join the group um, for early access and things like that and little teasers. And as soon as I have a launch date, you guys will know about it. And I can't wait. I can't wait. I honestly, like literally thinking about the fact that like I could run into somebody at a show or a festival and they have a rave culture cast shirt on, I would like erupt into tears like I can't even imagine it this I haven't been able to like wear anything out yet this shirt is in like Brian's size but um anyway I've been talking about this for long enough I can't wait till all of my clothing items come in and like the freaking hat I'm so excited to see the hat in person so get pumped you guys stay tuned for some special announcements thank you all so much for being so supportive over this past year and a half and for sharing the podcast with people like when I say every little bit helps, you know, every little bit helps. I do this all organically. So telling a friend, sharing this on your Instagram stories, tagging me in it, joining the Facebook group, reviewing on iTunes, like subscribing to my YouTube channel, all of those little things support small creators and mean the world to me. So I truly put my heart and soul into this. And I hope you guys can tell that. And I did that with this merch collection. So I can't wait for you guys to have your hands on it. Oh my God, this is crazy. Anyway, thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. Get pumped for some of the interviews I have coming out in the next few weeks. And I think that's all I have for you. I hope you all stay happy and healthy. And please send in some Listener of the Week nominations. And other than that, I will be back next Wednesday with a new episode. Peace.